Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Christian Indie Writers Podcast, where we inform, encourage, and support Christian indie writers on their journey toward publication. I'm Christina Katane. I write in multiple genres, including Christian dystopian fiction. I'm Jennifer Carl Tong, and I write historical Christian romance. I'm Jamie Hirschberger. I write short fiction under the pen name J.R. Nichols. I'm Rhonda Hagerman, and I write fiction and nonfiction. I want to give a big thank you to everyone tuning in and to all of you listening live. A big thank you to all of you on iTunes, any of the other platforms where we make our audio available. Um, and if you're on YouTube and you want to like and subscribe and hit that little bell, then you'll never miss an episode of our podcast. So um, we like to start um, our podcast with a segment called What's Up? Um, and so I am going to pick on Rhonda <laughs> and make her go first in our What's Up segment. Okay. <clears throat> well, What's Up With Me is more of the same stuff, um, more social media. And that's not just for the podcast. I'll talk about that later. But just uh, for the museums. And I'm just doing social media for a thousand people right now. And so what else is up? Um, gardening. Lots of rain the last couple of weeks. I would kind of like to know if Jamie has a reason why she's the one in Florida, but we're getting the hurricane rain. I, know, right? I live in the bubble. It's Apparently. weird. We, we watch weather and it sort of evades us. It's really strange. We watch the patterns come across mm -hmm. and then the, the weather will go whoop and it will just skip us. It's very strange. We Ooh. like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I did lose power for an hour and my kids called me and they said, mom, the power's out. I'm like, I don't know. There's a hurricane. My husband's like, isn't that in like Louisiana? I'm like, still, there's a hurricane. So for all we know, something got blown away that made our power go out. Like deal, yeah. children. But they did not like that answer. Anyway, it was only out for like an hour, which I don't think had anything to do with the hurricane. Oh, that's right. I got a message from Duke. Something had touched the lines that made it go. Who's Duke? Duke is our oh. energy company down here. Yes. Oh. Yes. Like, it's not John Wayne. John Wayne did not <laughs> call me up and say, well, little missy, sorry about your power going out. That, that would be nice. They should have his, yeah. They should have his voice call you when your power goes out. No need to worry, pilgrim. My oh. grandpa always reminded me of, of Duke. Like, so when you read my stories and you read Reverend Albright, if you catch a, if you get a little bit of John Wayne there, then like, that's actually pretty good. Cause hopefully <laughs> big guy kind of slow talking. Oh, that's great. Yeah. What's up with you, Bambina? You're the host. So uh, no one usually asks the host. So I'll break the tradition. I'll ask you. Well, I just saved the podcast just this minute. What I happened? wonder what was going on. Yeah. My computer came unplugged. And I got this, <laughs> this, uh, an alert from my computer that my battery was about to die. So, oh, nice save, know, Tina. Anyway, um, well, I have a big announcement to make about my WhatsApp. I am done with all the edits that got sent to me from the editor. Yay! Yay! So happy. <laughs> so exciting. We knew this day was coming. Yep. She hinted at it yesterday for us, but yeah, I did. I hinted at it, and I hinted at it in a post I put on Facebook with my late, the late great Sasha, the dog that we had, and mm -hmm. the picture of her sitting in the chair at the dining room table next to Michael while he did his homework. Aww. It was just really cute. Aww. So, but I can't really. That's um, 
that's really my what's up is I as I'm on to the next step and I'm excited about it. And also in our Write It Better contest, you have not very long, the end of the podcast, we're announcing a winner to go vote. Oh, oh no. I haven't written mine yet. Uh, um, I, well, Rhonda, this week. I think you're out of luck. I'll have to just vote then this time. Shoot. I love that I, game. I finally did it, only because Jamie looked lonely over there. So, Well, we had a listener oh, good. who um, entered, and a bunch of people voted for her. So Ooh, I'm going to go vote for her, too, because it doesn't even matter. I just don't want to watch me one of us to win. <laughs> yeah, go over there. Those of you who are in chat who have no idea what we're talking about, Tina, tell them what we're talking about. If you go to our Facebook page, Christian Indie Writers Podcast Facebook page, every Friday, I have been posting a Write It Better. It's a little contest. Um, there's no prizes but bragging rights. And I put a um, purposely bad prompt up there, of purposely bad writing, and you're supposed to write it better. And whoever gets the most hearts wins bragging rights. And Tina's little prompt languished there for quite a while before I entered. I just felt so bad that nobody else was. I'd really rather only vote, but I will I will take a stab at it. I enjoy yeah. the challenge. It would be great if we had enough listeners doing it that none of us could actually enter per the rules. Mm-hmm. Right. I agree. Okay. What about you, John? What's your what's up? Well, first of all, Shell says, Yay, Tina. Yay, Tina. Okay. So That's a big deal. And her WhatsApp is she's been it's been a crazy week helping my mom tear down at her shop and moving lots of stuff home since she's retiring. It's happy, sad, stressful, all at the same time. Still writing a bit every day. Well, that's good. Good that. for if you, you Shell. Still write every day, then that's really good. Um, my what's up? I I don't know. Uh, I've been showing up and working every day like I'm supposed to. I'm progressing in lots of different areas. Uh, newsletter is going good. Uh, weather here is rainy, which I don't dislike. I actually kind of like these kind of dreary rainy days. Well, um, living in the rainforest like you do, I would hope so. <laughs> oh. Yeah, don't wear camo to the podcast or you'll disappear. <laughs> disappear. <laughs> this is just kind of some fodder for uh, those that watch us every week and remember the um, the episode. Is it an addiction to like love plants this much? Yeah. So. <laughs> I don't know. Anywho, so that's all that's up with me. Honestly, I just keep working along. Um, uh, I opened up book four this week, like I promised I was going to, and I couldn't get out of it. Like, I loved it. Like, it's like reading a book that you had put down, like you finished it, then you went back and read it again. And like, I'm remembering things and like, there's so much I forgot. It's been a while. So I'm excited about getting that book out too. So probably two before the end of the year. Yay. Yay. Oh, okay, Piper says, sorry, we got a little bit of lag. Piper says her what's up, still kitchen reno. Oh, hoping to finish the big stuff of the DIY portion this weekend. So much work. William J says, what's up? Working on a backlog of content for my website. That's that's a lot. I don't put things on my website. Mine's just basically a business card. I don't have a I've, blog or anything. I've got to say, uh, Hats off to Brian Carruthers who won our little contest. I noticed he was like retweeting and sharing that we were going to be going live. And we really appreciate all of those efforts that you guys are continuing to make to spread the word about the podcast. Um, We really want to help more people. So when you share and let people know to like and subscribe, you're really just uh, lifting as you climb. So let the world know about the podcast like Brian is. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate you, Brian. 
Oh, I guess I have to say my what's up before we can keep going. Um, yeah. My what's up is, okay, so I've been typing my sprints live. Well, guess what? I typed my whole sprint. I was not live the whole time today. Aww. I was very sad. So anyway, I did go on and type, oh, sorry, everyone, but then I just deleted it. So if you were looking forward to seeing me do my sprint live, I just totally biffed trying to like, like I didn't put the push the go live button, I guess. I don't know. So I really apologize that that didn't happen this week. But uh, hopefully next week I will not have a technical error. <laughs> but that's my what's up. Fun. Right. Okay, so this week's topic is social media etiquette. So Jamie, why don't you tell us why you wanted to have this conversation? Well, if you, I write the newsletters for our podcast. And if you follow, uh, if you like and subscribe, you'll get the newsletter every week. It's sort of an introduction to what the episode has in store. So I shared this story of when I was in middle school, I went out for a softball. Okay. I was like not an athletic kid. Like I read for fun. Okay. But I was enthusiastic about softball. I knew what it was kind of all about, but I hadn't played. So this is like a a city league or something. I don't even remember. It could have been junior high. Like that's how unsports that I cared. Anyway, I was out there in right field and my dad yelled, hey, kid, your fly's down. Now, my dad would, as a teenage boy, would want to know and would want to be alerted. So he thought he was doing me a solid, but I was a teenage girl. So I was like, oh, in front of everybody. And like, I just like crushed. I was, in so anyway, I use that story just to kind of hilariously do an example of what we're trying not to do, okay? We're not trying to shout at you, you're being a goofball on social media, but I'm seeing it, okay? So instead of hollering at you from across the field by calling you out publicly, I'm coming to the podcast to tell you like an open letter. Look, don't be that guy. Don't be showing up on social media with your fly down, so to speak, and check yours. Check your fly and make sure that you're presenting yourself in a way that you want to be represented on social media. So that's what it's all about, Elfie. Right, because there's so many like good meaning people, right? Like, what are we told yeah. when you first start writing and you start looking into well, what does it mean to be published? All you hear a lot, like you got to build a platform, build a platform, build a platform. Whether you want to be self-published or traditionally published, you hear that over and over and over again. So people go out there and try to build their platform, and lots of times they are making uh, faux pas that uh, everyone else sees, but you don't know because you're new at it, right? So um, it's sometimes I think difficult for us that are seasoned in it to like realize that, um, or those that are unseasoned really, <laughs> that there's like certain etiquette that goes along with social media. So that's why you want to do this. So. Right. Cause there's not any, like you don't get a, a little notice when you sign up for social media, like here's the do's and don'ts mm -hmm. of what yeah. you should and shouldn't do. Have well, and go ahead, Jen. I was going to say, have you guys ever tried to reach out to someone and say, Hey, this is the next actually how you're supposed to do it and like gotten negative response back like like I've never like it's happened to us once here in the podcast it's happened to me before I reached out to somebody who um had done that and like I got negative so this is our way I guess of doing it and hopefully people will take it with the right heart well, well I did tell a guy once on Twitter that Twitter was not a dating service but then I immediately <laughs> blocked him so I don't know what his response was yeah I'm guessing he wasn't like like he knows I think. <laughs> Jamie, you've been trying to talk. Go ahead. No, I was just more or less laughing. Um, oh. But I just, I really feel like, um, so people might come back and say, well, you know, up your nose with a rubber hose, whatever. 
But I, I mean, Rhonda said something just before we went live about a completely unrelated circumstance, but it's a lesson that's really been at the forefront of my personal homestead. And that's assume goodwill from the other person. So mm-hmm. you're coming at the person and you have goodwill in your heart. You're not trying to embarrass them. Obviously you're reaching out privately, um, but assume that they, that they're just ignorant, right? Because, <laughs> because that will also frame how you approach them too. If you assume that they're just being spammy, no goodness, then you might be a little harsh in your help to them. So I just would assume they don't know any better when I reach out. Right. <laughs> yes, I do not have a zipper in this outfit. No. From that day, I refused to wear zippers. No, totally kidding. My poor dad felt so bad, like so bad. And I was like, dad, I was just embarrassed. My mom's like, honey, it was like drama. Anyway. Okay, so there's certain etiquette that goes along with social media. Um, and we talked during planning about some of the biggest blunders that people make. So let's share the ones that we came up with. Anybody? I can start with uh, the one that irritates me the most. Um, okay. Okay. So when you're first starting out on social media, um, all of a sudden, okay, for instance, Instagram, it's really bad over on Instagram where you start your page and all of a sudden you have all these followers, people that you didn't even know you were reaching. And anyway, what it turns out to be is they follow people so that you'll follow them back to be friendly, and then they unfollow you. And that's mm. just for them to get their numbers up. And usually it's spammy and it's just advertising, probably things that you don't want to have advertised or in your feed. And uh, anyway, that is my biggest irritant. Do not follow somebody unless you really want to follow them. Don't do it just to get follow backs. Right, and because that brings up. Oh, sorry, Jamie. No, go you ahead. say it, Tina. Go ahead, Tina. That brings up the the spamming issue in general, especially. I see this the most on Twitter, where people just post repeatedly over and over again the cover of their book and their bur- blurb, but they never engage with members of a group or the page. Um, and I've noticed myself that most of my contacts on um, Twitter are other writers and so it's kind of a waste of time even to be trying to get other writers to buy my book when they're trying to sell their own i think that's a really good point to uh talk about who to follow like i social media should be fun and it should be social that's the whole point of the word so it should be something you enjoy doing that's not a drudgery so if somebody like if you're going to follow someone or somebody follows you, the decision to follow them back shouldn't be just because they followed you. It should be like, am I interested in their content? Do I want to interact with this person? When I open up my feed, do I want to see what they have to say? Um, if I, if the answer to those is no, don't follow them back just because you have some sort of, feel some sort of obligation. And if they unfollow you, okay. Like that's just not your peeps. Like, but on Twitter, I, I'm the same way. My Twitter uh, followers are mostly writers. So to me, that's more of a business contact and Instagram is a whole nother thing. So that's why I interact differently on the different social medias. So just be careful about who you follow and have a purpose for why you're following people back. And I follow a lot of people that have nothing to do with my career. I just think they're funny or I'm interested in what they have to say, or, um, they share like good stuff. Like I follow, I started following a lot of Christian athletes because of a book series that I'm going to start within the next year. And I found that um, some of them are boring, but I found some of them share really good music in their stories on Instagram. And I keep following them just for the music, 
you know, just for like new songs that they found. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with sports or it has to do with them. It just has to do with that. So, yep. well, you I think people like Crowder. Yes. Oh my gosh. Best Instagram account ever. Yes. Crowder. You, you need to go correct. follow Crowder. Sorry. Well, I think that that makes a really good point, Jennifer. If we think of social media from the point of view of someone who is the audience of our feed. So imagine you are Susie Q reader and you pick up your Twitter feed and you see 8,000 ads to buy J.R. Nichols's book. And that's Are it. you happy or sad to hear from J.R. Nichols? But if you see J.R. Nichols coming up in your feed with inspiration, cute animal pictures, things like that and and you know an invitation perhaps to click over and read something maybe but for the most part I think that we get too focused on this is how to sell books and not enough focused on why it worked in the first place it worked in the first place because it was a way for fans to connect and if you're not connecting with people it's not going to work to sell your books so you're really misusing the platform if you use it just to spam people agreed and um, I think we're going to talk about this later, but um, because people are there to connect with you as an author, let them connect with you, not some sort of fake uh, image that you like face on a stick <laughs> that we're famous for here that you think that people should see. Like, let them see you without makeup on. Let them like see like how like crazy your day is. And then you can also show makeup days and you can share things like that, but like, just kind of try to be yourself as much as you're willing to show so they really feel like they are connecting with the author that they're reading. Yeah, people are looking for transparency, not not just in business, but like my with my husband being a pastor, um, that's what a lot of people are looking for, like in a church and things like that. They want transparency and they want down to earthness and real. So did we want to go through some more of these? Um, yes. Let's go through some more of these faux pas that we see. Jamie, you, I know you had one. Yeah. Like the political stuff, like take a breath. I mean, mm-hmm. unless you're like Bono or somebody who's got a platform where you're reaching millions, probably people don't care about your opinion yet. Okay. <clears throat> I feel like, I feel like that's really all I have to say about that. (laughs) I don't think we want to talk about it for too long. But I think if you're going too far toward one extreme or the other, you could be really hurting yourself more than helping yourself. Mm -hmm. Right. And um, honestly, I don't even care what Bono has to say. So, (laughs) (laughs) or any other celebrity. (laughs) Um, And I think it's just a general rule, not just for politics, but in every area, don't engage in arguments. And I'm going to um, compare this again with the, this position that I have as be, of being a pastor's wife and being responsible for helping my husband to spread the gospel to people. Um, if I'm engaging in po- political arguments or theological arguments or any kind of arguments in public, I may have just offended that person that needs to hear about Jesus. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and so... I have to be neutral in all those kind of things so that, because the only thing that I'm not neutral about should be Jesus. And so mm-hmm. I'd like to take that over into my career and say, um, I might offend the next greatest fan of my book if I'm engaging in politics or arguments or whatever on social media. Very well said. All right. Something else that I see that I would think that um, 
if someone is brand new to Twitter, to social media, I think this is probably one the number one mistake I see with brand new Twitter uh, accounts that are writers is the automated response. Do not, do not do the automated response. When somebody follows you, they automatically get this response. Thanks for following, blah, blah. Don't do that. Everybody hates it. It is more, um, it is completely like unsocial. Like social media is to be personal and that's un, it's not personal. And people will automatically unfollow you if you do that. Like this is something you're not told when you first start out on social media. But I'm telling you right now, people will unfollow you if you do the automatic thing. No, they don't care how great you are or how maybe similar you are or they might be interested in your stuff. If you, if you have an automatic message that sends out to people when they follow you, a majority of people unfollow you. And I just have to say, because I'm a big believer, especially recently in boundaries around your personal and professional life, if you train somebody to expect an immediate response from you, well, then guess what standards you're going to be held accountable forevermore. Mm -hmm. So I would actually not rush to answer every social media contact that you get at first because you're going to be excited because you're new and someone's reaching out. Keep to your office hours address your social media messages in the time that you have relegated for that purpose. Do not become someone who's consumed by checking and responding to those messages just when they come across. You need to be as responsible about that as any person in any career field and not let your social media take over. Lecture over. (laughs) Yeah, I followed um, an organization one time that I was very interested in like their posts were very engaging and interesting and educational, which I really liked. And um, the first time that I commented, I got an automatic um, Facebook message, like messenger message and asking me to like go to their website or something. And so I ignored it. But then the second time I commented on something, they sent me the same thing. And so I just like, I just, unliked their page even though i really liked their content it was so annoying to keep getting those like i couldn't comment on anything without getting these kind of marketing type of messages in my messenger yuck yeah so don't do that okay what about tagging people oh well if you know someone that's fine but like you don't want to tag like Great workout today, hashtag, or at Richard Simmons or something, if you're not his BFF. Like, unless you know where Richard Simmons is and can reliably report back to the rest of us. Do you guys know that there's like a mystery there? Anyway, the point is you don't at people who aren't really your homies, right? You Because that's just rude. It's like, I don't want to find out that I've been added, you know, at some event that I was no part of. I mean, it's just kind of, it's just kind of, Bogue. If well, I'm going to be eighties really about it, nickname for them. Ooh, what? <laughs> you have to. You have to clarify, Rhonda. I have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. Um, maybe I should not. Okay. Oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so like, if you buy my book and you're like on a cruise reading it and you want to tag me, that's great. Like that happened. That that kind of stuff happens, and I love that. But if you like Jamie's example, if you had a workout you were like great workout and you tag me that's the problem that this has happened like, first of there- all if you tag me in your workout everybody will know you're lying right <laughs> i'm not there we know this um but there are people will tag just to get attention hoping that people will like it or comment 
when it has nothing to do with them. That is bad social media etiquette. To tag somebody in something that you think is going to be interesting to them, something that is specific to them, but not just to get their attention, that's different. That's attribution, right? Would you guys agree with that? Yeah, like if they if they did something really great and you want to share a piece of their art that you were walking by and then you at them, because I, I thought about you when I walked by your beautiful piece in the museum. Well, they'll like that because you're also lifting as you climb, right? Yes. I used um, Jerry Jenkins, uh, a, an example from his website where he was saying, this is bad setting description. Here's the good one. I think it was setting description. It might have been um, something different. But I used that in my Write It Better contest. And so I tagged him in that Twitter tweet. Twitter tweet? Is that right? <laughs> um, because it, that was his... I mean, I was taking that from his website and it, and and then also it leads people back to his website. And so he's going to be happy about that because that gives him exposure. Yeah. Awesome. If, if and he really a, needs the exposure, you know. Yeah. <laughs> if you're reading a book and you're enjoying it, do a, an Instagram story, do a Facebook live, show the book, tag the person in it. That is great. That is helping each other. It, even if it's someone super famous, that's great too, because they might turn around and reshare it, which Jennifer Allwood did when I did a story. And that's great. I got a couple of new follows for that. It wasn't doing it for that reason, but that's genuine tagging. That's genuine. Mm -hmm. It's the stuff that you're doing just to try to get your numbers up or to get, get comments and likes. That okay, is ladies. So I would like to know anyone who wants to answer this question, would you prefer that people post a certain number of times on Twitter every day or post sporadically when they have something of value to offer for their Twitter. See, like, isn't there a balance between, well, I've got to post 10 times a day and well, I have to make sure that I'm not being a social etiquette faux pas. So what do you guys think? How do you find that happy medium? Any thoughts? Well, every platform definitely has their own um, mores. That's not the mm. word I'm looking for, but. Yeah. You, know, Twitter, yeah, you would put more um, Instagram, you would put less mm -hmm. stories daily Instagram. Now it used to be you have to, you would do posts daily, but now um, statistics are once or twice a week, ma maximum three times a week. And that's the golden spot for, Twitter. for which one for Instagram. What, how many times a week? The, like once, twice, maybe three times a week for really, the, mm -hmm. then I'm killing it. No, just kidding. <laughs> Be well, because, um, and I have this, I, and it, mostly it's friends that are just doing it. They're mm -hmm. not doing it as a brand that they are like, you know, like, for example, um, you go, like, say you go out to dinner with your husband and then you do seven or eight posts in a row. So then mm -hmm. all of a sudden my feed is the same person in a row. Mm -hmm. So people want good quality stuff uh, once to three times a week in your posts and then stories every day. Just and which, random stuff. say one more time, which platform? Instagram. Now I got to say, ladies, we are going to be focusing on Pinterest coming up next Friday, right? So mm -hmm. it's interesting how we talk about each platform has their own peculiarities. And we're going to be talking about Pinterest next Friday. So y'all stick around and you can learn how to perfect your Pinterest pattern. <laughs> Shell says, I still have a hard time figuring out what to actually tweet, but I do like following other mm -hmm. authors with great content. I think Jamie would have some good advice on that. Um, but to answer your question before we move on, Jamie, as far as Twitter, I think that 
I would rather have quantity, quality over quantity. But if you can do quality, I want a lot of it, like you're doing with us. Like I love how funny our feed is now and how much I enjoy it. So do you have any advice for Shell? Like how maybe you kind of like re-energize ours? Yeah. So Shell or anybody, what I would do is I would think about two or three key areas of your branding. So let's say you write horror just because it makes it easy for my brain right now. You go around and you look for scary pictures, doesn't matter where or who, and you retweet with a comment and you make it relevant to your brand and yourself in some way. If you can be pithy or witty, all the better. And you hashtag whatever hashtags you like to use, horror writer, am writing, whatever. And as long as it's true to you and what you're selling and what your brand is, it's going to smack as authentic to your particular feed. And then you can get fans of people who never even knew Shell Vest, the author, existed. And before you know it, they'll follow you just because they're actually getting the attention they crave. There's so many people out there on Twitter posting pictures of their cat or their kid or their goat, just wishing someone cared that someone that they took that picture. And that's how you can give someone that little bit of attention they're seeking and possibly build them into a super fan. And you have such a great knack, Jamie, of finding something funny and cute and then bringing it back to writing. Like that is like, and it makes sense and it's so good. Love it. Well, that's why it's easy for me because it's a business page and not an author page. I'm floundering on my author page shell. So you're free to retweet anything I come up with and dig up with the post over there. And I'll be mining from your Twitter feed too. So let's help each other. Tina, what's your advice? I was just going to say those authors that she follows with the great content you can retweet that great content with a comment of your own that makes it personal to you. And that's a great way to come up with um, content to post. Uh, Maria Johnson, Maria Johnson, who's in our chat all the time. She's a good author to follow for some good content. She's being very active on Twitter lately. Yeah. I would say 99% of our, our uh, content on Twitter is Jamie finding stuff to retweet. Not, we're not creating new stuff. Maybe 1% of what we put out there is we've created new and that's good because people are enjoying what we're doing. Piper says, something that makes me reluctant to watch Instagram stories is that some people will have 10 to 20 bits long. Mm. I don't have time for all that. All right. I have something to say about that. So, um, (laughs) (laughs) well, I didn't know it was going to choke you up, Jennifer. Oh, (laughs) let me tell you a story. So so some days I have like just a couple of things and some days I have a lot. Um, And what I found is that my first story will have the most views. And then after that, it goes down. Like, say I have 20 people or 50, whatever, see the first one. And then maybe it goes down to half that, to like 20 people. But those 20 people, every time, it's almost the same people. Every time I do stories, they're there watching every single one of them. Those are your super fans. So, yeah, maybe you don't want to watch other people's. Um, Instagram stories, you'll find someone, there'll be people that you're a super fan of, or people that you really appreciate, or you like their heart, um, or what they have to share, or you just think they're funny. And you'll probably watch all 10 to 20 of them um, while you're doing dishes or whatever. Um, But for you yourself personally, give stories a try, because you will find there will be people that will watch every single one of them. And those are going to be your super fans. Is she commenting though on the number of stories she's got to watch or how long some of them are? The 10 to 20 bits long. Some of them can be so long. Yeah. Some of them are really long. And there are some people that I follow that I just don't even watch their stories because I'm not interested. Mm -hmm. And there's some people that like, 
they're just talking about their kids, but I like them. There's something about them that I like to watch their stories. It's going to be different for everybody. What I, what I enjoy is not going to be the same thing that like Rhonda enjoys or whatever. We're just, we're all different people. And that's kind of the cool thing about social media is you can find your peeps. So I'm guessing a bit is like a second of time. 15, like They're all 15 seconds long. So if you ever watch mine, I'll be talking in some. Sometimes I will share posts of other people and it'll be like just a still shot for like 15 seconds. That's what she's talking about. I really like this old lady on uh, TikTok who has given her plants names and personalities. <laughs> I love her. Um, and, yeah. And like the, she has these two plants that had a, a baby, but the baby looks more like Fernando, which is like a completely different plant <laughs> over here. Like it's just hilarious. That's awesome. I'm really sorry, but I feel like my question wasn't answered. Piper oh. specifically said some are 10 to 20 bits long, but you said they're all 15 seconds. So how are some too long? Because when you go through them, like if I do four, like if I'm like when I'm reading love notes, when I do a scripture in the morning, it may take me four 15 second pieces. Sometimes it would be, I would take me longer and I would have 30. <gasps> so you're saying each bit, people are putting 10 to 20 bits of story, like for you to watch next to each other. This is what yeah, you're saying. You don't see? have to watch them. Okay. But wait, see, this is where I'm saying brand new people have no idea what you're talking about. So you're saying 10 to 20 bits long. You're saying a multiple stories kind of sewn together. Like they sewed the old Testament scriptures together because they found one chunk over here. And so you're saying people are going on and on for 20 stories about one topic. Not really? always one topic. <gasps> if you go wow. to mine, right. Uh, let me pull mine up right now. I'm just now, curious if I'm about wrong, this. If I'm wrong, Piper, pipe, pipe up right now and correct <laughs> me. But I'm going to go to my stories right now. And then because they only last for 24 hours. And oh, there I am right now, right there. And so I got my. So yeah, see, I share. Yeah. You can't tell on here. Um, I have one, two, three, four, five. But my love story isn't on there anymore. And I haven't done one yet today. So there's the the, the sharing I did of our story yesterday from office hours. And then there's a, a thing that I shared from someone else's post. And then I'll share some scriptures or something funny. So there might be 10 or 20, but they're not the same, all the same thing. But mm. some people do. So they're like chapters of your story, your daily story. You could look at it that way. See, I'm just trying to understand what the heck I'm doing and why I would do it. Do you understand? Right. We probably should do a whole episode on Instagram. Yeah, let's, because but I don't understand. Piper says, thanks for clarifying that, Jen. I wasn't sure how they all show up like that. I think yeah. that I've maybe done two stories ever. Maybe yeah. our Pinterest episode will be a little light and we can cover the Instagram story mm -hmm. thing too, maybe. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Let's see. We haven't worked out our Pinterest outline, so. I would rather do two separate ones. Yeah. So if somebody is looking specifically for Pinterest or looking specifically for Instagram, they can go to that episode yeah. and get information. So yeah. yeah, I think that there's a lot of good stuff that authors can do on Instagram. So maybe, yeah, it would be good for us. And then maybe we can have a challenge like we're going to do with Pinterest, have a challenge to our listeners of how to improve their Pinterest. Maybe we can do the same thing with Instagram. Fun, fun. Well, I have to say I was totally clueless and I have learned a lot today about Instagram. Me too. We didn't even mean to. It was yeah. so, <laughs> so, so Tell your friends about the added value that just comes out of the blue <laughs> on the Christian Indian Raider podcast. Good job, okay. Tina. <laughs> now it's time for our favorite some segment called the feeding of the backs. Yay. And if you're like, what in the world does that mean? It's because um, we kind of made a little joke out of feedback and we would ask each other, is your back well fed? And so this is the section where we have written for 15 minutes right before the podcast 
using a prompt. We didn't edit it. We didn't have time to plan it. We just wrote it. And so now we are going to read them to you and give pos only positive feedback since they are unedited. So who wants to go first? I will, since I had a tech failure today. Um, I just feel bleh about it. So I will read it. Oh, nope. I guess I won't because mine's gone. Hold on. Yep. Got it. I, Yay. We got it. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Today's prompt is a sentence. She wanted to tell him, but she knew he would be embarrassed. That was the prompt. We had 15 minutes. Here we go. <clears throat> what do you mean she didn't tell him? Veronica flipped the stub end of her cigarette out the window, then depressed the button to raise it against the drizzle that was starting to fall. It was another dreary day in Detroit, and the bad weather was doing nothing to help lift Veronica's spirits or mine. She wanted to tell him, but she knew he would be embarrassed. You have to admit, it's quite a thing for us to have discovered. I slid the envelope across the bench seat. She picked it up and dumped the contents onto her lap. Sorting through the photographs, she selected a couple of especially compromising ones and clicked her tongue. It is certainly going to get in the way of his run, she scowled. How old is the girl? 22, 23? Veronica did some quick mental math. Good. At least we don't have the underage thing working against us. How do you think we should handle things from here? Well, first of all, we need to tell him. She tucked the photos back into the envelope and slid it back across the bench seat. You need to tell him. This isn't fair, I said. Who do you expect will tell him if not you or your brother? Me? She laughed, a small, hard, derisive sound. So he can frame me as the petulant and vengeful ex-wife? He wishes. She shook her head and lit another cigarette. He'll take it best from you. After all, you're daddy's little girl. You have to write this book. Jamie. Did you, is this a story you had going already before, or did this just kind of come out and you're like, oh, I didn't even know this was happening? Cereal in the suburbs coming your way in my <laughs> newsletter. Oh, <laughs> really? fun. I love I love, it. I love how you describe Detroit on a dreary, rainy day. Like, I'm not in Detroit, but I'm close. I'm yeah. like within two hours of Detroit. And that is exactly the kind of day we are having right now. So yeah. I was totally feeling it. I'm so glad you guys like that. But I, I do like writing. I like writing people with power and secrets and all that kind of fun stuff. So I think I'm going to have a little serial that happens in my newsletter and it's going to have this kind of drama It's going to be me exploring my, you know, Alexis Carrington side, I guess, or something. So <laughs> I was just going to say dynasty, your dynasty yeah. side. I apparently didn't to... watch that show enough because I had no idea who you were talking about. Oh, yeah. I always have wanted to do a serial, but it's felt like a lot of pressure. And when I go over to Wattpad or something, it always seems like people have like these polished covers and all these. So I'm just going to do my own little thing in my own little newsletter and it will be valuable for the people who subscribe. So it, oh, Shell liked it. Yay. Thanks, Shell. Um, she put awesome, Jamie, in the chat. That's nice. Um, so I really appreciate, and I hope you guys like it, and I hope it's enticing enough for you to shine up for my newsletter when I finally get around to having it ready to go. For certain. You've got me. Tune into newsletter chat. Tuesday evenings at 8 on our Facebook page. Newsletter chat. <laughs> and you won't want to miss the awesome jingle they have. That's right. <laughs> All right. Who's okay, next? Who, who's next? Yep. I'll go next. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Let me find it here. Dun, dun, dun. 
Okay. As soon as she walked into the room, she spotted him. This wasn't unusual since this happened every time she saw him. It's like Garrett had this hidden magnet, some unseen force that emanated from him, beckoning Amanda's eyes to lock on him, no matter how crowded the room was. She tried pretending that it wasn't a thing, this kismet gravitation that she couldn't control. But most of the time, he would catch her, their eyes locking, his his crinkling in the corners with that arrogant, I see you noticing me, look. She hated it. And she kind of loved it. But today was different. Today she spotted him, yes, but for a different reason. There he stood, in the middle of a throng of women, signing autographs and laughing that well-rehearsed phony laugh at whatever the nearest devotee had just drooled over him, looking very dapper in a casual, though Amanda knew very well, planned out, sort of way, in a brand new Adidas sweatshirt and Joe's jeans. The Adidas sweatshirt was obviously new, not only because the crispness of the cotton fabric screamed, I haven't been washed yet, but also because the sweatshirt still bore the long, silvery sticker emblazoned with the letter L and the numbers 5999 all over it. It glimmered and sparkled in the reflection of the cameras going off all around him, oblivious to or obvious to everyone in the room, Amanda surmised. That is, except for the man sporting it. Garrett was clueless to the fact that he had not taken off the price tag. She wanted to tell him, but she knew he'd be embarrassed. No, she admitted. She really didn't want to tell him. Well, at least not now. Later, when the pictures hit the internet, she'd enjoy letting him in on the secret. He looked up and caught her staring at him. The knowing crinkles returned right before he winked at her. But this time, she returned the wink. Ooh. <laughs> she got Very brave. intriguing. Yeah. <laughs> Mm. So it'll probably show up in one of my contemporaries. I don't know. I've got a contemporary floating out there about like a movie star, and I've got some sports ones coming up. You I don't left know. them on the mountain. I- oh, <laughs> Jennifer wrote these people. First of all, the girl's name was Jamie, and she is awesome. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Jennifer wrote them to go on this hike, and she's like, I don't know what they're doing after the hike. So she just abandoned me <laughs> on the mountain. Although I am with a really cute guy, so I can't really complain. But she left Jamie and was his name. Jess? Nope. Uh, um, was it Jace? Jace. Jace. Like Jason, oh, but he Jason. shortened it to Jace to be yeah. a star. Yeah. And we're wandering around in the, I don't know, where are we? California or something. Yeah. It's not even me. It's a cooler Jamie than I will ever be. But the point is contemporary Jen, we want to see a contemporary someday. I know. Probably after or during. I think I'm going to do, when I start Widows of the West, I'm going to do Widows of the West contemporary. Widows of the West contemporary. Nice. I don't want to give up on my historical either, but Thanks, Shelly. Yeah, I like your voice in both. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a different voice, right? Like, it's completely different. So, um, yeah. Right, okay, I'll go next just so that I'm not talking for a huge amount of time at the end. So here goes. She wanted to tell him, but she knew he would be embarrassed. Sarah tried to look anywhere else other than at the piece of spinach lodged between his front teeth. Surreptitiously, she peeked at her co-workers sitting around the table. Not one of them was looking at the boss. They, they all knew but him. Would somebody say something? Without thinking, she began, she began to run the thin fingernail of her pinky between her teeth. As if she could somehow dislodge the spinach from Mr. Abernathy's <laughs> teeth. She realized Tim was staring at her from across the boardroom table. His expression a mix of horror and amusement. She see she suppressed. I cannot say suppressed. She suppressed a giggle and bent her head 
to write on her notepad, as if what Mr. Abernathy was saying was of great importance. Suddenly, it dawned on her that the room was ominously quiet. She looked up from her pad to find the whole room staring at her. Jen made a gesture with her hand like she was brushing something out of her hair. Tim was obviously trying not to laugh, his mouth hidden behind his hand. Mr. Abernathy was looking at her expectantly, his eyebrows raised. Could you please repeat the question, she asked. Mr. Mr. Abernathy smiled at her in the same way she smiled at her little boy when she was trying to explain something he just wasn't getting. Your hair, Miss Fultane. You have something in your hair. She reached her hand up to the area he was pointing to, only to find herself with a handful of spit-up formula. Her face burned crimson, the expressions on the faces of her co-workers making her want to puke. She could just imagine what they were thinking. Her career is over. I knew she couldn't take care of a baby and be an executive, too. She thinks she's superwoman, but she's not. Why doesn't she just break down and hire a nanny? Sarah rose from her chair. Excuse me, she said as she squeezed her way behind the chairs toward the door. Of course, said Mr. Abernathy, smiling condescendingly at her with the spinach still stuck between his teeth. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Jen, you're muted. (laughs) Oh, I love that face, Jen. Uh Right. I love everything about this. I thought you said her name was Jen. I did too. So I was like super excited. There is a Jen in Maybe it. you switch. Okay. So I got a little bit confused, but I love the whole idea and I want you to write this book and I want you, uh, Sarah to prove everybody wrong. Love it. Okay. Let's do a screen grab for the shocking reversal that happened in Tina's story. Three, two, one. Oh. <gasps> <laughs> Now we have a perfect screen grab for when you guys do the social media. (laughs) I've been thinking about it. Yeah, because Jen and and Rhonda both are like, you guys, every time we go to look at the video, y'all are just staring. So I've been trying on purpose to be like, (laughs) if you notice today, I've been paying extra attention to how I look when no one's supposed to be looking at me. But I, I, I do love the, the thing that stands out to me the most that I love is that it was not acceptable to the boardroom or whatever that she had something in her hair, but everyone was willing to accept that he had something in his teeth. Yeah. Like that's our mm-hmm. total, like I love like to explore that whole thing. Love that. Yep. Yeah. I like when you angry, right? Anyway, moving right along. <laughs> hey, nobody threw eggs. <laughs> Oh, man. Good job, Tina. Very good. Very good. Okay, Rhonda, it's your turn. Okay. Well, this will be quick. Send. She did it. Finally smashed that stupid send button that's been taunting her for weeks. I deserve a nice hot bath, she said aloud to Killer, her faithful companion, who was quietly snoring on her lap. Convinced a bath was a good idea, she started to rise out of the chair, but lightning bolts of pain shot through her joints, causing her to gasp and fall back into the hard office chair. How long have I been sitting here? She looked at Killer for an answer, but he just returned her stare indignantly, indignantly for the rough landing. He pranced off in the way only a Pomeranian can, ignoring her question. Her mouth dropped open as the time on the clock registered in her worn out brain. 3 a.m.? I haven't moved in five hours, not even to get a brownie? The smell <laughs> of warm chocolate still hung in the cool morning air. She mentally calculated how many hours of sleep that would leave her before having to present her report. Was sleep even possible with the knowledge of what she had to share with him today? She knew he had been embarrassed. The end. Oh, no. Cliffhanger. 
Rhonda, you're famous for cliffhangers. Oh. Yeah. I mean, yay. Good job. Only positive. Sorry. Oops. I mean, yep. very wonderful cliffhanger, Rhonda. Yeah. Hey, it's like 275 words. So my I favorite it, part. I think it's a run out of time hanger. Yes, <laughs> right. that's right. My favorite part about the 275 words is that the Pomeranian's name is Killer. <laughs> yeah. That I love what she thinks. Yes. I love that he pranced. Mm -hmm. Yes, yep. the prancing Pomeranian is very nice. Add I love it. To his it. reputation. Yes. Okay. The pr okay. prancing Pomeranian named Killer. Mm -hmm. It's wonderful. Yeah. Okay. So now that we've all read our things, now the next transition is for our What's Next. Before and we go to What's Next, we had a question right as we were going into okay. that. And I just want us to like to touch on real quick and then we'll move into what's next. William J says, what are the top social media platforms you recommend? I know you're looking into Pinterest later, but what ones do you have the best experience with? And we did have some response. Sage respond to him that there really is no one best one. It's whatever works for you. And I totally agree with that. Like, like I think that you kind of have to play around with them and figure out which ones will work for you and then just run with them or figure out where your platform is. Like for me, I really like Pinterest. So I'm going to be there. And my, my people are on Facebook. So I have to be a presence on Facebook, even though I don't enjoy it as much. But that has just come with trial and error. So um, yeah, I guess it, go, go ahead. ahead. Well, if William has not published, which I believe William has not published, um, it's a wonderful time to sort of figure this out, okay? Because everybody has their own personal job to do in this realm, like Jen said, and that's to find your readers. Now, if you need a writing community to support you and encourage you to get your butt in the seat, that's great. Go to Twitter and friend a bunch of authors with inspirational quotes. Otherwise, you need to do some real work when you go to your social media accounts and try to find out how to reach your readers. It's a puzzle everybody is trying to solve and crack. You need to find out what do your readers like. If your readers like content about Alaska, post content about Alaska. Discover who would want to read your stuff and woo those people to become your social media friends. That's my advice. Whichever platform you are going to continue with, because you don't want to start up six social media accounts only to abandon four of them because they're really just not your cup of tea. Take right. your time and do what you love. So watch our, uh, keep watching us. We're going to be talking about specifically each uh, of the social media uh, platforms over the next, you know, few months or so. And so, and just kind of see what you see with us and see what is interesting to you. But the number one thing you need to do is a newsletter first, a newsletter above all things, because you actually own that platform. You own those email addresses. So if that's something you haven't done yet or you need if questions on Tuesday nights at eight, Jamie and I are, are we do newsletter chat. Newsletter chat. <laughs> <laughs> we should play that. We should play that every week yes. to give our like coming up this week on Tuesday at eight. I'd like to say too that I've been doing a lot of um, research about social media for churches, and I think that the advice that was given about the best platform to be on is true here. You need to figure out where your audience is. Mm -hmm. So if you have an audience that's like under twenty, you need to be on TikTok. If you have an audience that's between 20 and maybe 35, you need to be on Instagram. If your audience is older, like older than 40, then you need to be on Facebook. And I'm not sure what the age range is on Twitter, um, but you need to really research where your people are 
that you that you're writing your book for or that you think will be interested in reading your book. So if I was reading, if I was writing a children's book, I would not want to know where all the young mothers are on social media. And that's where I want to, where I would want to focus my, all my energy. Yes. Yeah. And go ahead, Jen. I was just going to say, I hear over and over again that Pinterest is a place for children's books for authors of children's books. Yeah. And I just want to stick a big fat asterisk on the end of all of this advice and put at the end of that asterisk, after you have done your daily writing, yes. don't get all built up to sell a book you haven't even written yet. Get your butt in the chair and write the book first. Hello. Take some time and, and carve it out if you want to pursue social media. But don't become someone who's a writer with a thousand followers and is still kind of in the baby step journey to publication. Get the book written and ready to publish, right? That should have been our number one social media ad. <laughs> yeah. We should have talked about that first. So, Okay. So back, right. to, back to what's next. Sorry, Tina. Okay. I'm going to go first just because I want to talk about the Write It Better contest that we have this week. <laughs> so I was thinking, oh, this this whole thing is not going to work. I'm going to have to stop doing it because we had no entries. And then we had a late entry from Jamie. And then we had an entry yesterday from Jen. But then this morning I looked on here and Robin Sardi has entered the contest <laughs> and apparently brought five new people except for Sage. Nice. I've never heard their names before. Oh, it's up to seven now. Wow. Seven nice. people have voted That's for awesome. Robin Sardi. And wow. all of them, except for Sage, are new names to me. So I am excited. And Way to go, Robin. Robin totally gets bragging rights this hey. week. Awesome. Right it's today. Uh, she, yeah, on the repeat, hopefully. But and I hopefully she'll play. everyone to go over there and read what she wrote and what Jen and Jamie wrote also. Yeah, and what hopefully she'll play. Drawing? What drawing? What? We're not drawing the uh, counting of the hearts. Don't we do it live? I just, or you did. Right now, just did it. We lost. I just did. Robin oh. has seven. She has eight uh, now. Jennifer has two, and Jamie had one. Yeah, Ronda. I get two. Mine was bad. <laughs> I'm so sorry I missed it. Or maybe it was Jamie that had two, and Jennifer had one. I don't remember. No, but anyway. All I have to say is everyone should go and take a crack at that because it helps to grow your writing muscle. Don't you want to be a better writer? So you have better writing to offer to your rabid fans. Yes, you do. So, And we want to read it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, who's next? Wait, we didn't tell us what your next is, though. What are you doing? Are you, <laughs> oh. fin you, you give us this great announcement at the beginning of the episode <laughs> and tell us, yay, I'm done with that. Well, What's next, Tina? I need to um, do a couple read-throughs, one where I read it myself and one where I have it read to me, just to double-check it, triple-check. and Read it aloud check. to yourself? Is that what you meant? Yeah. 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 Okay. And then I need to make an author copy, apparently, and send it off to be proofread. Wow. So exciting. Very Yay. exciting. It's a great story, Tina. Can't wait till I can tell my friends to all go pick up a copy. What are you, So this week is doing that stuff for you. Yep. So when you're in office you hours, between your two readings. What's that? How much time are you putting between your two readings, the audio and the actual reading? I don't know. I haven't decided that yet. I usually don't. I would read it aloud, and then I just do the um, the audio, or or vice versa, right after one another. Because you're you're at the end stage, like you're fine tuning mm -hmm. it right now. So you're looking for things like one of the things I found was. Um, I thought I typed breathe, but it was breath. 
And every time I read it, I was reading breathe, even though I knew that's not how you spelled it. But in my mind, my mind told me. And then when I heard the computer say it, I was like, oh, wait, whoops. And so things like that is what you'll find. So you don't really need to, I don't, I don't think personally, you don't need to have a break. So. Yeah. I hopefully uh, won't take a break. Cause I just like to get this thing done. Well, since Tina's talking editing, I'll go next because mine is editing as well. I told you guys last week that my what's next was I was going to crack open Sarah's book. I was nervous about it, but I was going to go ahead and do it and start working on that while, uh, Phoebe's story was with the editor and I opened it up and, um, I love it. Like there's, it needs a lot of work. It needs a lot of work, but I love these characters and I am so excited that um, I really have confidence that I can turn this around and have two books out before the end of the year. So again, this week I'm going to work some more on my newsletter. That's going really well. Mm -hmm. I don't want to give updates on that because we do that during newsletter chat. Um, but um, if you're looking for like how to promote and how to grow your newsletter, I'm like, we've got some great stuff, uh, great advice. So make sure you come for that. But yeah, so I'm going to be working in Sarah's story some more. I've already done like nine chapters this week of editing that. So that's very exciting for me. So that's what I'm doing this next week. So correct me if I'm wrong, but that's the same reaction you had when you reread your first story the first time, right? Yeah. Well, the one with Warren? No. No, your Phoebe oh. story. Oh, no, that was not the same reaction. No, so no, no, no. So the no, first no. book you wrote wasn't as good as the fourth book that you wrote? Oh, no, not at all. Like, I love the characters, but no, the third book, because it was the first book I wrote, was rough. And it was tough. And it took me over a year, way over a year. So, yeah. Good advice, though. I see what you're doing there, Rhonda. <laughs> we all go through it. Your first book is never as good. I was like, is this a trick question? <laughs> Piper says her what's next is that the counter people are here to measure for her new soapstone counter. Ooh, and the floor will be finished tomorrow. So the kitchen is dispersed throughout the house, but we'll be back tomorrow. That's great. So then you get back to Yay. life as normal. So. Yeah. Shell says her what's next. We're moving and sorting. Need to work on an outline for a short story. Have a house guest coming next week. So clean the spare room. Uh, Brian. Basically, it's nothing to do. <laughs> right well, his what's next have 11 days off of work right 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 wow. that's awesome brian get some good wow, writing that's in. awesome yeah mm -hmm. who's next uh it has to be rana it or has Jamie. to be me okay so what's next for me is more social media so this is the way that my faulty brain works i've learned over the last couple of years is that i need to um, if I'm learning something new, I really need just need to just figure it out and take a little bit of time to do that and not rush myself. Because once I get the basic idea in my mind, it's there forever. And then I can create my own um, process. work plan process. Yes. Um, so anyway, that's what I've been doing. The last two weeks, I've been just um, renewing my knowledge of social media and trying to get on there. So I'm so excited that this week it's going to be not a deluge of social media, um, but you'll be aware of our presence. And uh, I'm really I'm excited, Rhonda, because I know that once you get into a good groove, you're going to have so much fun yeah. doing that. Yep. I'm already <laughs> at that point. Yep. Yeah. It's just, it's going to become kind of part of your day to kind of, mm -hmm. to go right. and do that stuff. Yeah. Right. I know you're going to really have fun. Because I love Instagram and Pinterest. They are something I do a lot. Anyway, I mean, just perusing it for myself. And so I like getting on there. I like the people that are on those two platforms. And um, anyway, so I'm going to try to 
I'm going to try to get on Twitter. Blech. I don't like it. But Then don't do it. Okay. <laughs> we just gave you permission, Rhonda. We Thank gave you. Permission. Yeah, don't do it and see if you even miss it. I mean, you can maybe sell a billion books and never have a Twitter platform. That'd be awesome. That'll be my goal. I'm going to tell you the same thing that I told um, William J. Uh, newsletter. That should really, that, along with your social media, that's what yes. you have to focus on. Yeah. I well, hand in hand thing. with that, hand in hand with that is your website, really. And especially mm -hmm. if you're going to be blogging. I mean, for a while you were trying to do searching for Mr. Anderson, right? So you need to make some choice about how you want to brand and where you want to send people to sign up for your newsletter, right? So right. anyway, I'm going to give you a whole big to-do list. You weren't asking. Sorry about that. But no, no, that's right. sorry. Really I do. Yeah. So it's just all hand in hand, right? Because when I went to go do my social media, I had to make sure my buttons were leading to the right places on my mm -hmm. website and all that kind of stuff. I had two platforms. I was trying to merge into one. And I get it, Rhonda, because you're like me. You'll work over here and work over here and then keep what sticks. Mm -hmm. So I had a lot of like launching and discarding of projects that weren't working, whatever. So all that back end work, I get it. You're doing that and then you're going to be coming out to fight because that's where I've been, right? Mm hmm Speaking of which, should I just go into mine or I'm sorry, did I yeah, do yeah, yeah. Rhonda? Okay. Let's talk about newsletter chats <laughs> with Jamie and Jen every Tuesday. With Jamie and Jen. If you don't know why that's so funny, it's because you haven't watched newsletter chat yet. I mean, so, seriously. It's I pretty okay. much standalone funny. <laughs> here is here is why I play that. Like so did, did you just hear that smooth jazz beautifulness? I got to say, yeah. shout out to Fiverr, okay? Everybody says, stay away from Fiverr. You're going to get ripped off on Fiverr. But Jen and I wanted to do a fun jingle for our newsletter chat. And so I reached out. I'm like, I'm going to see what I could get for a five buck situation. Granted, I tipped and there's a service fee. So I ended up, but out of pocket, not even 15 bucks for something really cute and fun for us to play during newsletter chat. So I want to get as much mileage out of it as I can. So if I can play it this week or, you know, to promote things, I will. Um, but what's next for me really is Jen gave me homework for newsletter chat. I'm ready to start collecting subscribers for my newsletter. So I have been doing all that stuff that I was just telling everybody about. Um, I've changed the focus of like writing short. So I've had to go and like archive some things and switch everything around. But the bottom line is all of the work that I have been doing for these years is like about to pay off, I feel like. So I'm just very optimistic about the next few months of my career. I'm waiting for some covers. I'm waiting for some interior, but I'm going to be launching some more stuff and uh, leading up to a big novel launch, hopefully spring of next year, hopefully before March 14th. But that's the hard deadline because that is my anniversary. So that's the deadline I'm giving myself to have my current work in progress launched Ooh, my first novel. Mm-hmm. The cool thing too, like if you are, if you've missed any of our newsletter chats and you want to get started with a newsletter, you can go back and watch that. All the Facebook lives are still on our Facebook page. You just go back and watch the old ones. Yeah. I mean, um, seriously, uh, you got to hand it to this guy. He did a really great job. And, uh, you know, every time we hear it, we just want to, you know, jam. <laughs> I mean, listen to that. And then you can talk over it with a low voice. Almost Isn't that fun? Almost as good as the one I came up with first. Oh my gosh, you should have heard the raw material this guy had to work with. John was even like cracking up while she was recording it. 
So anyway, tune in for newsletter chat and we can um, help you guys decide what to put in your newsletter. That's all for yeah, me. Look for the next Write It Better coming out later this afternoon. Yep. And Shell says, I'm really excited for the Pinterest chat next week. Me too, because it's really going to be us on the journey with you guys. We are not masters at it, but we've, we're learning and we're going to have some challenges for ourselves as well as for each of you. So we're excited too. Okay. Is there anything else in the chat we want to share or any uh, final thoughts anyone wants to put out there? Okay. So this concludes the Christian Indie Writers Podcast. So until next week, may your pen be prolific. Your deadlines be met and may all of your words honor Christ. Bye everyone. Bye. Yeah, I hit the wrong button.